It's now time for On the Line with Cheryl Wilkerson. The conversation will range from local dialogue to international. This show is meant to enlighten, inform, and to inspire. On the Line with Cheryl Wilkerson begins now. Hello and welcome to On the Line. I'm your host, Cheryl Wilkerson. I've been missing you all for a few weeks, but I am back. And when I tell you I'm back, I am back with a force. Because today's guest you are going to thoroughly enjoy. I can promise you that. Uh, Dr. Nikita Dowling comes to us today. She was a recommendation from a very good friend of mine. Carolyn says, you've got to get this doctor on the line. You've got to get her on the phone. You've got to introduce her to some people that may not know her in the community. And I'm good for following orders. And so, Dr. Dowling, I say to you, uh, welcome to On the Line. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you so much. No problem at all. So you are a doctor. You're an MD medical doctor, went to Eastern Virginia Medical School. But if you would allow me just a minute, would you please go back and tell me how it came to be that you knew you wanted to study medicine? Oh, that's a great question. I um, Well, my sister had an accident when we were kids, we were teenagers, and I instinctively knew how to help her. And I was like, wow, you know, I definitely, I I love the body and I love science. And I was just like, okay, well, I don't want to be a lawyer. Uh, I need (laughs) something I can make money and make the same amount of money my parents made so I can live comfortably. And I didn't want to be a lawyer because I don't really like talking that much. And I don't like lying. And then then I was like, I love science. And I, you know, so it's so instinctive to me to help people medically. So that's why I chose um, I chose medicine in high school. Um, and I was, yeah, that's how I chose medicine. So when your sister had this accident and you instinctively mm-hmm. knew what to do, did your family members notice that? I mean, you came to the realization, but did the family notice that as well? No, they, um, it was just a... <laughs> So it's funny. She's probably going to get me for telling the story. Like she, she fell down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Right? She always was falling down the stairs. I have but, a brother um, that falls up the stairs, so I understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, she fell, and so she stood up and she said, "I can't breathe." And we were the only two um, there. Oh. And so I walked over to her, and I just kind of grabbed her around her rib cage, her shoulders, and kind of opened up her rib cage. And she said, okay, I feel better. I can breathe now. And I was like, oh, that was cool. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So I, it was just a natural knack for, for helping people and, and loving alternative ways of doing things. And, um, and I say, yeah, I, I think I, I want to I be a doctor. I first wanted to be a, a pediatrician. But then, mm-hmm. um, and, um, but then I was like, as I worked through teeth, um, rotations out the parents are crazy now, I don't want to do this you know <laughs> you know and that's what the rotations are set up for for you to find what it is right yeah, yeah absolutely and that's absolutely. something to consider you know I had a um, dentist one time and I'm asking mm-hmm. him a zillion questions why are you a dentist or whatever mm-hmm. and he told me that he wanted to be a medical doctor and his father said you are crazy 
medical doctors are on call all the time. Be a dentist Monday through Friday. You're good. Right, right. But that's something, Dr. Dowling, that's something I ask all my my doctors. When I go to a doctor for the first time, Mm -hmm. I always look them dead in the eye and say, why are you a doctor? And if I don't see their eyes light up and that passion, they might be having the worst day in the world. But if I see their Mm -hmm. eyes light up and see that passion and it brings them back to why they wanted to be a doctor, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I feel so much more comfortable. But if I don't see that, I'm 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 not comfortable at all. And it's and it's easy to forget that past, forget why you wanted to do it because it's so um it's so difficult nowadays to um keep that flame alive because of the way uh the medical system in this country is mm-hmm. and the rules and the laws and everything that comes out that we have to do. It's it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Well, so when you realized you wanted to be the doctor, what was the path you took high school, college? Navigate that for us. Okay. So I went, I'm, I'm homegrown here in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, and I went to Maury High School uh, and did very well in school and uh, applied everywhere. And, and interestingly, I had like over a 4.0 GPA in third in class and Interestingly, after applying everywhere, I could not, I did not get a full ride anywhere. My mom could not afford for us to put um, all of us through school, and we are a year apart. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I have to get a scholarship. Um, and so um, Norfolk State University was the only school that gave me a full ride. And so once I realized, and you know, no, not, not, not knocking Norfolk State because I love NSU because it is, it's my heart now. Um, but once I realized I was going to go there, I actually cried because I was like, no, I don't want to stay home. I want to go away. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to go away. But um, it was a, it was it was a setup by God. It was a blessing because I did not know that Norfolk State had a joint program with Eastern Virginia Medical School. Mm-hmm. And so when I became a junior, my my advisor told me to apply and I got in, so I ended up getting a full ride through the Geneva program to Norfolk State, and then getting a full ride to Eastern Virginia Medical School. Wow! And um, yeah, so I I truly was grateful to God then for mm-hmm. <laughs> what set up, you know, because I would have been somewhere else. And um, I only came out of school with six thousand dollars worth of debt. That was it. That's a blessing of, from medical school. Yeah. So um, went to EVMS. Um, decided I wanted to be a family medicine physician because um, I enjoy um, taking care of everyone. I love kids. I love uh, I love teenagers. I love women's health. I, I love you know men and elderly. So I just felt like that would be the best fit for me, mm-hmm. and um, decided to uh, well in my match uh, was matched with Franklin Square Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland. And so I went there for three years and came back home to uh, to the area. Um, and then I worked for um, Riverside Medical Group for 14 years and then um, decided to do something different after that. And decided to do what? Your voice went down on me. I decided to do something different after working for, um, for a while I was working for Riverside. And what um, was the different? Great, what was, what, what yeah. did you decide? Okay. So I had a great, great practice um, with Riverside, and, and Riverside really taught me a lot. Um, I was ahead of the practice for a couple of years and uh, had some great doctors that I worked with. 
on at Murphy West Medical Center, um, and they're still working there. Um, but I was just becoming more and more um, dissatisfied with what I was doing. Um, and because of the, I guess, the um, how we have to practice nowadays, seeing 18 to 25 patients a day, um, I was I was over I had uh, over 2,000 patients under my care. My practice was busy. I was full. My schedule was full, but I was not doing well personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I was burning out, and um, and was having some health concerns of my own. So I decided to take a class in uh, clinical nutrition. Um, and with that class, I learned how to. It I actually kind of fell in love with with health and wellness all over again because I was actually able to learn how food affects your body. You know, we don't, we're not taught that right. as much as we should have been in, in medical school, how food affects my mood, how it affects my body, how it affects, you know, every part of me. And so I started to, you know, just delve more into that. Um, I went to functional, I took a, I got a certification with Functional Medicine University after that because I wanted to learn more and um, work on how can I improve my health and other people's health by learning what's really wrong with them, you know, figuring out what's really wrong, not just, okay, you got high blood pressure, you know, let me give you a pill. Well, if that doesn't work, let me add another one. But Dr. Dowling, isn't that what the medical world wants you to do? Aren't they going to frown on you as a doctor if you're figuring out more, if if you're looking at preventative or you're diving deeper, aren't they frowning at you for that? Um, well, it, it's not, it doesn't turn the numbers like we need to, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, uh, it's not getting to a patient every 15 minutes like I need to, but, um, you know, I actually presented to uh, my superiors at Riverside that I was actually having good results by uh, doing this. And um, they were like, yeah, that's great, but, you know, we don't, that type of practice um, is not, you know, what, it's not the best practice for, you know, that group mm-hmm. to help okay. them at the, at the moment, you know. So, mm-hmm. and not knocking them, you know, every company has its, you know, sure. way of doing business. And that's just, you know, what it was. And so I decided to do, um, have my own business uh, doing what I love. So I get to take time with people now you know like most of the time you go in and you, you sit or you talk to your doctor for 10 minutes mm-hmm. but my patients now sit with me for 30 minutes or an hour and by the end of their visit they're you know they've gotten out everything that they need to get out they don't feel rushed their questions are answered you know and they're, they're they have a plan you know, and they understand that plan, and we we need to go over it five times. We do that. You know, that's mm-hmm. what that's what I like to do. I get to go to people's homes. I was going to people's homes with Riverside before, but I get to. I'm a mobile service now, so I get to go to their homes and see what their their home is like. You know, and I, um, or and it's a convenience to them. You know, if a patient was saying that she had a meeting, and she had to go to. Um, you know, within an hour, can I see her before her lunch? I'll say, sure, where, where am I meeting you? So we met her from the restaurant and had her prescription to the pharmacy before I left. You know, she was at her meeting at time, you know, so. So ears um, have perked up once okay. you said, 
I don't rush my patients. And once you said mobile service, ears perked up on this show. People are like, wait a minute, who is Cheryl talking to? What's her name? How are you spelling that? <laughs> That's what's going on right now because you are such a rarity. Yeah. It's yeah, a beautiful I, I, thing. I, yeah, it is. I, I, I feel more present, you know. Um, uh, my friends say, we like who you are now, you know? Oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they say that to me now. Like, during the summer, I get to, my nephew's here for a week to a month, and I actually get to interact more and spend time with him. You know, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what life is about. You know, I used to watch the seasons go by from my window in my office, but now I get to be, you know, I actually feel that it's hot outside. <laughs> You know, I actually get to feel the cold in the day, you know, the rain. You know, it's it's different, and I really, I really enjoy it. And is it all about chemical medicine these days, or do you incorporate other things? Oh, I I really try to, fo- to focus more on nutrition. Okay. And, and what the person is dealing with um, psychologically, emotionally, um, that's my real focus. Um, so, you know, if you have a, a elevated blood pressure, I say to you, okay, yeah, you have high blood pressure. Maybe your your family had high blood pressure, but what are you eating? Mm-hmm. You know, how are you sleeping? Mm-hmm. What's the stress like in your life? What's just, you know, what are you dealing with? You know, um, and those are things that we go through. You know, what's your exercise like? And so we go through your diet. We go through um, if I can add maybe magnesium to you instead of adding more blood pressure medicine, if I can give you some hibiscus tea as a diuretic instead of giving you chlorothaladone that drains your sodium and your potassium, you know, and then has your leg cramping, mm-hmm. you know. So I try to do more holistic and take a more holistic approach before I, I add a pill, a prescription pill to you. That is a wonderful thing. And how have your patients responded? What has been their response? Because I'm sure they've been through the other way of doing medicine. Like you said, the 10 minutes, the here, take this pill. They don't take it. They keep going back to the doctor and saying, this Mm -hmm. so-and-so is wrong. The doctor's like, did you do so-and-so? They're like, no, no, I didn't do it. So what is the response to the way you're practicing? So like you just said, if people don't understand what they're doing, or why they're doing it, they're really not going to be invested, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and my mother, she does this all the time, you know. She'll go to the doctor with a complaint. They give her a pill. She's like, and she'll pick it up from the pharmacy. And then she'll be like, I'm not taking this. Yes. Not, and, <laughs> yes. <you> know, <laughs> and she said, it has too many side effects. And I said, well, those are possible side effects. And she's like, she's like, uh, no, I'm not doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. She has all of these pills, and I'm like, "What are you doing? You know, are you gonna? What are you gonna do?" So she said, "Well, give me something else." You know, so most people want something else. They want to, they want to know what is the matter, what is what's causing this problem. Um, is it something I need to do to change it? Again, my mom um, pre is pre diabetic, and so her uh, she went to the doctor and she wouldn't mind me telling this and you know she had a blood sugar 180 and the doctor was like well we're gonna put you on metformin she's like i'm not taking that i know what metformin does i'm like you know and 
And so she came to me and was like, what do I need to do? <laughs> you know, and so, you know, so I said, okay, well, let's try this and let's try that, you know, and she's really, um, really started cutting the sugar out of her diet, you know, and, and um, working on things and exercising more, you know, so she, that's what she's doing. So we'll see in a couple of months, you know, how her numbers have changed. Well, I might need to come see you because I, it blood pressure, high blood pressure runs in my family. My mom was maybe about a, she might have been a size 12 when she was pregnant. She had four mm-hmm. children. She might have been. She was never large, right? But I can mm-hmm. remember she always had high blood pressure and she, she always had to change the medicine. And in 2010, I got hit by a truck on the highway, a work truck. And my wow. blood pressure went crazy. And I remember asking a nurse friend of mine, well, when can I stop taking this medicine? And she's like, no, you have mm-hmm. to keep taking the medicine. I'm like, no, I don't want to take this medicine. And I, mm-hmm. I promise you, I am very appreciative of Western medicine. I really am. But I have mm-hmm. an attitude about taking this medicine. And I go to the <laughs> gym three or four times a week. And mm-hmm. they, my friends laugh at me the way I eat because... I'm picky. I, you know, I, I eat a salad every day. If I don't eat a salad every day, a big salad, that's my dinner. My, my yeah. body says, Cheryl, you need a salad. This morning right. I was so disgusted with myself because I drove in from Richmond this morning at 3.30 and I did the morning show and uh, you know what? Then I, I was starving. I was so hungry and a coworker gave me a bag of popcorn. Well, when I eat popcorn, I usually skinny pop if I eat it. Well, this was right. not skinny pop, right? So I'm thinking mm-hmm. bad about myself all day today, but I just don't want this high blood pressure. I understand. I understand. <laughs> so I understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand. And a lot of people say that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people say that. You know, they want they want to be off their pills. And, you know, my my approach, again, like you said, diet is, is, is number one. Like, I told my patients, eat a salad a day. So you've actually... <laughs> You're actually doing what I told them. If you eat a huge salad a day, I mean, you get all the um, the fiber. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the antioxidants from your vegetables. You get the, the vitamins and minerals from your veggies. Um, it, it detoxes you because it's cleaning your colon out. And that's that's important, too. You know, how are we getting rid of toxins? Um, with your car accident, you know, you think, you know, did something happen with your kidneys? You know, was it stress? You know, what you know, all of that could have played a part into why it's elevated. And is this possibly you need to kind of wean down? But you know, I can't treat you over the phone. Right. But That's I'm just right. saying, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's different things we can try to try to you know figure out what happened and why you went, um, why your blood pressure went up like that. My brothers, um, my sisters, all of us have mm-hmm. it, and it's so, you yeah, know, it yeah. But you yeah. know what? I heard yeah. a uh, black female doctor, she had studied Western medicine, and then she went and she studied Eastern medicine and holistic medicine and the whole gamut. And she said to me one day, she's like, well, you don't know if our bodies, talking about black people's bodies, went through a tremendous shift. Uh, say during the middle passage what we had to Mm -hmm. do to survive maybe Mm -hmm. whatever we had to do whatever we were lacking or was depleted from our system maybe that still has bearing on us today and I started thinking about that thing and I said well maybe I don't know you know well I mean that's I wouldn't think that was that would be too far off if you think about fight or flight right Mm -hmm. um fight or flight syndrome 
um, the purpose of our adrenal glands, which help us helps us in that moment, is to keep us alive. Right. Right. So with a high, highly stressful environment, um, middle passage, um, slavery itself, um, trauma, neglect, abuse, whatever, your your system is in fight or flight all the time. So the hormones that are released from your adrenal glands, your cortisol, your norepinephrine, your epinephrine are all designed to keep your blood pressure up, you know, to keep you awake and alert and able to, to run, able to move, mm-hmm. able to survive. You know, so those same hormones or chemicals um, uh, causes constriction of your blood vessels, which raises your pressure, you know, causes you to hold on to sugar so you can have that energy in order to do what you need to do, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we are, uh, if we had to do that for hundreds of years, you know, then why wouldn't we change or evolve or, wow. you know, genetically, you know, to to make um, our bodies more able to pass on DNA and survive, right? That's right. What yeah. What do we say there's a... I think there needs to be a balancing act in America today. And I'm, I'm talking about young women and we see them. And obviously if you look at a picture from the 1980s and you look at a picture from now, we as a society have just gotten larger. So sometimes now that's being celebrated and some people will say, well, wait a minute, hold up. That's not healthy. And other people will say, well, yeah, you know, we're larger or whatever, but we're he- we're healthy and we're happy with the weight that we have. But you can you you have to be healthy, you know, no no matter what size there are unhealthy skinny people and they're unhealthy healthy large people. How can you explain mm-hmm. to people that you have to be healthy not by the looks? That doesn't determine your health. How can you explain that? Um, or can we explain that to people? You know, I, I you know what I think what's made us larger as a country as a is just the way we the, the amount of processed food we eat um, and the sugar we take in, um, the the decline in cooking, yes. you know, and decline in in fresh food, mm-hmm. um, and so. Um, so we are naturally thicker. So, uh, you, like you said, our girls, I've never seen so many stomachs on young women, or teenagers, you know, thicker abdomens as I have in the last couple of years mm-hmm. on our teens, you know. And even when I was coming up, coming up on 45, you know, most of, you know, my uh, my peers were, you know, in shape. Because mm-hmm. we walked. Right. You know, I walked to school <laughs> for 12 mm-hmm. years, you mm-hmm. know. Um, back and forth, you know, so, but young people don't do that nowadays. Not um, even on campus, you know, they've got those scooters. No. They don't even walk to class. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, they say it's, it's better to be thicker. Um, you know, I think that we've come in, come into, come to think that, you know, the image of bigger butts, bigger bus mm-hmm. is, is, is sexier. And that's the way society that's the, the time that we're in right now. But you're right. If you can't, if you can't run a quarter mile without falling out, then that's a problem. That is, <laughs> you a know, problem. Yeah. I, that is a problem. And but 
but but to your point, like I work at HU uh, part time, and um, a lot of my young people, they actually more into holistic things and being healthier. Wonderful. Um, I, had a, I had a young man today. He said, you know, I, I eat at the calf. I'm not not putting down HU calf, but he said I see lots of butter and oil. You know, you know, or fried food, um, and um, you know, he said I need to. I, I would love to do something different. So sometimes the kids don't have much of a choice either, mm-hmm. um, and what they can put their hands on. That's true. We are running out of time. We've got about five more minutes, but can you explain what it's like when I would come to your office for a visit? What is it like to visit the offices of Dr. Nikita Dowling? Um, so, um, right now I'm a small office, mm-hmm. um, and if you're a part of my concierge service, uh, my nurse takes you in, does your vitals, and it's just like any other old doctor's office that you would come in initially, um, and then I come in and I say welcome, and you're a part of my concierge service, so that means that you get, you know, the mobile service, you get longer appointment times, you get direct access to me. Um, so you can text me or call me whenever you need to. Um, you also get a nutritional assessment when uh, when you sign up. So you get um, you answer a bunch of questions for me, and I put together a packet for you mm-hmm. that addresses your health concerns and what I see. You may need some help with nutritionally, and we come up with a plan for that for the year. Um, and then um, we discuss. And we negotiate what you can do and what you won't do, you know. And, <laughs> and um, you know, I make suggestions because it is it is a partnership to me. It's not, you know, I'm I'm not a dictator. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not what I say goes. Um, you you know your body much better than I do, mm-hmm. you know. So you know what you'll eat and what you won't. And so I just ask for honesty, and I give you my my honest opinion, and then we work together. We're getting you to where you want to be. So um, that's what it feels like when you come. And I just, I educate as much as I can and I listen as much as I can. And um, that's what it's like when you come. And that's what most people say, you know, we, they, they feel satisfied. Most of them say that because they were able to say what they need to say and they got some information. I just want this listening audience to know when you go read Dr. Dowling's reviews, they are off the chain. They are off the chain. Uh, People love you. They absolutely love you. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing that we have you in the community. Before we run out of time, I might have time for another question or two. But before we run out of time, how can people get to you? How can they contact you? Are you on social media? What's your preferred way of correspondence? Yeah, so I have, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Facebook is N, the letter N, the number two, the letter U, nutrition and wellness. Um, the, on Instagram is my name, Nikita Dowling, but it's spelled like Chiquita Banana almost, N-E-Q-U-I-T-A-D-O-W-L-I-N-G. Um, the website, I have a website, N2UNutrition.com, again, letter N, number two, letter U, nutrition.com um, there's a, um, a form on that page on the website where you can actually send me a message and my staff will um, call you back or send you an email back with information about the practice 
Um, if you prefer to call, um, the phone number is 757-453-3967. That's the office number. And um, my staff can get back to you. May I have um, that phone number one more time, please? 757-453-3967. All right. That's good to know. I know that people will be asking me for that. Uh, how much longer do you see yourself doing what you're doing? I plan on doing this for probably until I'm about 60. So another 15, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the goal. Do you have great plans after that? Is there a second phase as far as business or that's that's it? I'm chilling after that. Yeah. Well, you know, um, um, I think if we're not I think if we're not evolving and learning, we're not living, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I, with this right now is, uh, you know, I have a location. I'm starting a location in, in Virginia Beach. Wonderful. I in, um, in Newport News. Um, and then I wanted to add, my goal is to add a gym um, and have people there that can help, trainers that can help people with exercise and this be a place to socialize not just exercise. A lot of our elderly don't get out. Mm-hmm. They don't have a place to go and talk and meet people. Um, and and you know, some of our young people, too. So I think that will be a great um, addition to the business. Um, I also um, I have a Medispa called Moselle Medispa. So I do IV hydration. So that's in the works. Um, or that's actually working right now. And then I'm, um, <laughs> I'm going to put this in the atmosphere because I need to do it. Um, but I'm also an inventor, so I need to get my inventions going. So hopefully that I won't wait till I'm 60 to do that. But um, those are things that I need to, um, that I'm working on. Dr. Nakwita, you have been a joy to talk to today. Thank you so much for all you're doing within the community. Thank you for caring about people. Just thank you for your spirit, and I just appreciate what you're doing. I think Carolyn hit dead on with you. I'm glad she introduced us by way of the phone, and I'm just wishing you the absolute best in whatever you do. Thank you, Cheryl. I so appreciate this time and this opportunity that you've given me. We have had a good time today. You all, thank you for listening to On The Line. I'm back. Yay. Dr. Nakwita Dowling, don't forget, go to her website, into unutrition.com, and check her out. And you might want to call her and get an appointment and see what's going on and feel better, feel healthy. You're not supposed to feel bad. We don't want that for you. You all take care. Have a wonderful week. And as always, behold the green and gold.